Hi, this is Jay Gilbert. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I am one of your usual two uh, co-hosts, but Michael has some family matters to take care of today. We have a very interesting guest. We have Yeppe Fowerfelt from Linkfire. He's the co-founder and chief commercial officer. Uh, Yeppe, welcome to uh, the show. Thanks for joining me. Well, thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me. Now, you are, you're based in New York, right? Yes. Awesome. So tell me a little bit. I mean, I've used Linkfire. Um, I know a little bit about it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. learning more all the time. Um, yep. Every campaign that we do, uh, I tend to learn a little bit more. But for someone who's never used Linkfire before, um, tell them a, a little bit about what Linkfire is. Sure. Um, so, I mean, Linkfire we, is a product that we were working on four years ago. Uh, it, was, it, it had nothing to do with the music industry. It was a link shortening service. It was all about tracking clicks and tracking marketing activities and uh, basically be smarter with, with everything that you do and become data-driven because if you want to do a digital strategy, you need to have some data to back it up unless you have a really good like sense of what's going on or a good gut feeling and right, or a very, right. very strong opinion about what to do and what not to do. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, data will never hurt you. Um, and then that product was about routing consumers to different destinations. Yeah. So you could be clicking from a specific geolocation in the world and you would be taken over to a, a different place. Then the, the person in Denmark would be going somewhere. The person in Germany would be going to a German version in, in German, a, a French sure. consumer would go to. And so that was what it was, it was about. Mobile traffic could be routed into the app store. We could deep link people into apps and all that stuff. Well, you, were, you just hit on something that's very important to marketers. A couple of mm-hmm. things. One is you, you talked about a link shortener. And we've all seen these horrendously long links that people put in their blogs, in their websites, in their socials. And mm-hmm. I think... You know, there's a lot of services out there that will shorten a link for you, and that's mm-hmm. definitely helpful. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I needed help with was I didn't want to have four or five links in my mm-hmm. YouTube description or my social mm-hmm. description or my eCRM. Mm-hmm. And what I love, and you just touched on this, is if my fan or my customer is in Germany and he clicks on that link, it doesn't take him to the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazon or you know Deezer or whatever. It takes him to the local. Talk about that yeah. a little bit because I think that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but that product we we didn't really have uh, a lot of traction in the market with the initial product, but we we were onto something. We felt that we were onto something because we just needed to find the niche that we belonged into, and then we. We basically drew, like we met over the weekend. Me and my co-founder were like, "What are we gonna do? Are we gonna turn the key and do something different, or are we gonna are we gonna t- give it one more one more go?" And then, uh, in a brainstorming session, we kind of looked at the music industry and how they were doing their marketing and what the challenges were uh, in that market. And as you touched upon, there's a huge fragmentation in in well, some people prefer physical, some people prefer download, some people would like to go streaming. And within all those three categories, you have uh, multiple outlets too. So you have a huge fragmentation of a lot of music services, and and they vary depending they they vary depend on, depending on uh, what part of the world uh, you're in. <clears throat> so 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 that is what we 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 set out to do. We we created a very very simple product, which was 
a link shortening service that would take you over to a landing page where yeah. uh, when someone click on that link, it would look nice because we also, in the old system, we built it in so that you could customize your URL. So you could have a URL that would say jgilbert.lnk.to and, and or uh, an artist would have something. So you have Johnny Cash behind you. So johnnycash.lnk.to would would be a URL that would come from Linkfire. So instead of being a bit.ly or a smart URL or something that is very generic and not very uh, customized, uh, yeah. we figured if we customize the URL so it has the artist's name, people yeah. will click on it. We have all the artwork from the metadata. We have 30-second samples from the metadata too. So we have basically what we need to build a nice-looking landing page or an interstitial page where people go in and then... They get a feeling of, of what this is about, and if they want to continue their journey, they can go over to Spotify and stream or uh, iTunes to purchase and so on and so forth. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was really why we, why what we, what we did back then, because when we when we looked at the, the music industry, we were looking at a lot of campaigns going into iTunes. Uh, at at best, they would set up a clever redirect so that Android users would go to Google Play. Right. But that was that was what we were seeing. And we could obviously track what was going on. We were like, okay, but one out of 100 people going into iTunes will buy the stuff that you're promoting. And what is happening with the other 99? So we were looking at that as a huge black box, basically. Yeah. And say like, okay, you have an album, and now you want to promote it, and you're putting a link out there, but it seems like a lot of people are clicking on it, but you're only tracking one person uh, that are going and buying it in iTunes. So right. what happens? What happens to the to the other ninety nine? So we're trying to kind of like unveil uh, what goes on in in the consumer journey because when you're sending people into a landing page, well, obviously some people will just have clicked and oh, not right now, so they will leave the page. Mm -hmm. Some people are happy with seeing the music video on that page, sure, not clicking through. That's fine too. You know that counts as an engagement, and you can probably get in touch with those people again at some point, right? Um, yeah. But obviously, you want to figure out well how many people go to where, where are my music, where where do my fans um, listen to my music? Also, when you backtrack it a little bit, are most people coming in from like you said the links, the link uh, under my YouTube video, or the link in my YouTube card, or annotation, or from my email campaign, or my Facebook post, yeah. or my Facebook. Ad or that's important. You want to see what's Snapchat, working. Snapchat, you know, yeah, you mm -hmm. want to see what's working, especially stuff like Instagram is coming really strong or has been coming really strong for six yeah. months, and we're seeing a lot of our traffic coming in from Instagram, and that's yeah. really good traffic because it's right there in the moment in the story. You swipe up and you're like boom, boom, yeah. boom, and you're it's listening right to music, which is really good. Yeah, I would just you know point out to people who have never used Linkfire, just so you understand what we're talking about, is Linkfire creates and, and feel free to embellish. You know, my experience is I can create a link fire link for one of my releases and I get to choose what that landing page that pops up from that link. I can put Spotify, Deezer, Amazon, iTunes. I can put anything I want in there. I can put it in whatever order I want. I can put the artist's website in there. I can make this so there's one link that goes to basically satisfy every need that a customer might want and as we talked about earlier it's kind of geo aware in that when you're in a different country it knows to go to that DSP in that individual co uh, country and and I, I love those those link fire links because I don't want to click on a long link I don't want to click on a lot of different retail links because I may not know if I want to get 
you know, a physical piece through Amazon or stream it through Amazon or do I want to download through iTunes? It's so great to have all of that, you know, in one beautiful landing page, you know, like mm -hmm. you talked about. But I think the yep. part that I've learned to love even more and I think is the mm -hmm. most useful, and you kind of touched on this a second ago, is the data that I get after the campaign or even during the campaign. I can go in there and it's been really interesting to watch the different artists that I'm putting through there and, you know, where are they going to purchase, stream, download, physical? Are they going to the website? You know, all of where the traffic's going is super interesting, but also, you know, what kind of device are they on? You know, are they, there's some of my artists where almost 90% is mobile, you know? Yep. And then you look at some of the adult music and mm -hmm. it's like 60% desktop, you know? Mm -hmm. And it kind of helps you target your advertising talk about a little a little bit about some of the some of the metrics and some of the things the information that your customers can gain on the back end sure i mean um most of if we're talking about advertising most of what was being done before was you know someone clicks and you retarget that click but people click on stuff all the time so it's not necessarily a heavy intent that they're interested in in your product or they're going to stream it on Spotify or they're going to buy it on iTunes so by offering this kind of what we call full funnel tracking so we track every step in the funnel so we obviously know where you're clicking from we know what you do after the initial click and we in some cases we also do uh, we also know what you will do after the second click from our page <clears throat> and that is important because we think that every click matters when it comes to building your audiences and we, you can call them an audience bank or you can call them audience pools. Uh, mm -hmm. We believe that everything that you do in your, your digital marketing where people click on something, should be you should tag that. We will do some tagging for you. So when you click on a Johnny Cash link, we know that this is content that relates to Johnny Cash. It could be a video. It could be... It could be an old interview. It could be something where you're like you're building something up to be a bang at, at some point, right? So, so you want to start maybe three months in advance to build up audiences for whoever will, will be interested in what you're actually going to be promoting pretty soon. Whether that is Johnny Cash is a bad example, but if that was maybe another artist that was alive, then right. it could be a tour, it could be merchandise, it could be a new single, it could be their, uh, you know. Uh, Playlist pick of the year, best album of the year. Everything that you do, you need to be able to tag that because if you don't, then you don't have any audiences to, to talk to. Uh, well, you, you do, but you will just have better audiences because you will know who have interacted with you and right. your content in the past. Right. So you can build custom links within that landing page. For example, if I wanted to have something there to drive to my website, I can do that. But could I put something in there to get people to sign up for my newsletter? Uh, well, if, if we were to, to store people's emails, we would be handling personal identifiable information. So as a company, we have said no to that and we will let other people, other companies do that uh, for you. Uh, that could be that you're linking over to your MailChimp sign-up page, which exactly. is fine with us. That's you can do that? Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. you can put any, anything you want. You can also link over to your Facebook profile if you want to do that. We will, we will just not, you know, we're just a hub that will connect your, uh, the people that you're, you're, you're trying to get to do something. We want to connect them uh, as easy as possible. 
okay. basically, so that you get the best results and they don't get a bad user experience, basically. Have you ever um, done anything with touring? Because it seems like it'd be a nice platform where I could send out uh, maybe a list of dates and then people yep. could click to buy tickets or get more information. Is that something you've ever worked with? Uh, yes, it's actually something that we are going to be launching in the new year, in January, uh, which will be a full-on tour landing page where you will have uh, an interstitial page where you will have an artwork, you could have a, a tour video promotion, stuff yeah. like that being there, yeah. like pretty simple, and then you would have all the dates there. Uh, and since uh, we have launched a partnership with Ticketmaster and we're trying to get more ticket providers to uh, to give us the same data, uh, we are basically able to track when you send someone into to Ticketmaster and they purchase that ticket, then we can actually, you know, track where they came from. And and so just that alone is really, really interesting to be able to track the full funnel. So if you do X, then Y is the result. Uh, that is something that is pretty uh, unique because the music industry in general, are unless it's a D2C store where you have Google Analytics in place and all that stuff and you can track everything that goes on, on your, because it's your domain, well, most of the sales in the music industry happens on third-party sites. Uh, it have, well, it could also be streaming is also happening in a third-party environment where you will, you will, you will get some analytics from, from the streaming services. But in this case, it's powerful for us because uh, we can basically, um, yeah, like... Um, you can have a return on investment in terms of you know how much how many hours did you did you use when you set this campaign and how, mm -hmm. how much uh, if you break down every hour then you have a cost and then how much did you make over there and the same thing goes with uh, return on ad spend so if you spend ten thousand dollars or one thousand dollars on an, on a on a Facebook ad well if you sold a hundred tickets and they were a hundred bucks each then you have a pretty decent return on ad spend right and you might right, want right. to pour mo more money into that that kind of marketing channel yeah. uh, so that's super important and what and st stuff that we're working on all the time is to get to get good partnerships up uh, so we can track everything that goes on fantastic <clears throat> long story short uh, one of the things that we've learned for instance uh, when we've been testing this feature with with ticketing has been that well about 70% of the, the conversions are happening on desktop and um, when you look at um, how many people are clicking the link, when you look at the device types there, then 75, 80% of the people clicking are on mobile. So there is, seems to be a huge drop off when people click on touring links uh, mm. that goes and goes over and they just don't convert in the same kind of ratio as the desktop users do. Interesting. Uh, so that's one of the, the first findings, basically. I mean, if, if you talk to someone at Ticketmaster or a ticketing platform, they will say, yeah, I mean, that's, we know that because they can obviously track whenever someone sure. clicks up, like, buys a ticket on their platform. Uh, so it's probably not surprising to them. But if you are spending money, then you might want to not promote uh, a buy link on a tour for mobile users, yeah. to be frank, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, it, it seems like it could be a, a waste of money because they, they the, the infrastructure or the willingness to take up your credit card and enter that on mobile could be an an, a, an obstacle, but also just the user experience in picking your seats or whatever you have to do on on the ticketing side could also be something that that might prevent people from actually going through the yeah. the yeah. Uh, the process. You know, um, one of the things that. Um, 
I would love to do with Linkfire is to do a campaign surrounding playlists. Mm -hmm. There are certain artists that are getting placement in key playlists, and I want to make sure that you know I get that to their fan base so they can choose whether it's you know an Apple Music you know a list playlist or you know uh, a Discover Weekly or you know some kind of thing over at Spotify. So. Could that be something that would be easily done with Linkfire where I could set it up so instead of sending people to DSPs or sending them to retailers that I could actually send them directly to certain playlists? Uh, yeah, we, we work with certain, we work with playlist brands such as the Sony Filter brand and sure. the Universal, Universal Dixter and, yeah. and the Warner Topsify and all. And, and because their playlists uh, let's it's Christmas so uh, all-time greatest Christmas uh, whatever yeah, uh, yeah by by filter uh, let's assume that they have one of those which I'm sure that they do and mm -hmm. and that playlist exists maybe on uh, Deezer and Apple Music and Spotify and maybe it will be on Pandora soon and then obviously so so in that case our product kind of works the same way uh, the and where it becomes a little technical is that a track or an album would have an ISRC code or a UPC code, and it would have a lot of metadata. And 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 by having access to that, we would be we would be able to automatically create these pages for you. So it would take you literally like thirty seconds to set up a normal landing page. In yeah. this case, playlist doesn't have this this unique identifier. So you would have to like make sure yourself. Like it would be a much more manual process, but. There is nothing preventing you from doing it for, from doing that today. If you have a nice piece of artwork and you might have some video material, uh, and you sure. know uh, where they where where they exist on the, on the various uh, DSPs, then then you can build up the the page like that. Yeah, uh, I mean but, they don't have an, a unique identifier, you know, like an ISRC, but they certainly have. You know, Spotify has their URI, or that you can click on any of the DSPs and get a direct <laughs> link. You yeah, know, that you could plug in. Uh, I think that would be helpful. One of the things you mentioned earlier, and I'd always thought of Linkfire as a music business tool, but mm -hmm. it really isn't. It, it can be any product, right? Sure. I mean, uh, we have worked with, it, it is a little bit related to music, but for instance, uh, when, when Moby did a book a couple of years ago, and, and that, was, that, that was also driving into our Linkfire page, because in that case, you have these, you could buy that book in Amazon. You could buy that book as a as an ebook in 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 probably iTunes. I can't remember the full list, but I sure. but uh, you know it was kind of the same thing where the book was centralized and it was all about you know there was a bit of a review and you saw all the stars and what mm -hmm. people are saying about it and then then where do you want to go and and, and buy or do you have a, 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 an ebook subscription? Then you can go there and read the book. You know so. So we're definitely seeing other industries within the entertainment segment having this, um, these kind of fragmentation pain points. Like mm -hmm. you could think about the movie industry too. Obviously, you would have the like a, a movie would first you would launch the trailer, so you'd have a lot of people looking at the trailer. So you can you can kind of start building up your audiences when people are looking at trailers and and getting excited about this new film that's coming out, and then you will have it in theaters, and people would would be able to click on links and go to theaters and buy sure. and, and, you know, and see the, see the movie. And then it would go into a home entertainment window where again, it would be stuff like Amazon, um, uh, iTunes, Google play. Sure. Um, and throughout the world you would have in France, you would have Fnac and in Germany, you would have media Markt and all that stuff. So, yeah. so you can, you can imagine that, 
it's it's definitely something that other industries uh, could use. I've also seen uh, headphones being promoted on on a similar page, not uh, not using our uh, page, but but someone else that that is kind of doing the same thing. And they were they had some headphones on there that you could go and buy in different places. Interesting. Is there a way to um, measure conversion? For, for for when someone clicks on a link fire link and they go to Amazon, mm-hmm. is there any way of getting the data to find out if they actually made the purchase? Yeah, usually that thing that happens through uh, with with Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, also some of the the local market services like Fnac again. Uh, sure. They would have affiliate affiliate programs where you would uh, tag each link with an affiliate ID. Uh, and, okay, uh, I get it. So, yeah, so basically, uh, they would know that this is the affiliate ID, and within within the package that we send over to the service and the conversion feed over there, uh, we would say, well, this is a link for a link that a consumer clicked on from Facebook, for instance. So you would actually be able to attribute um, that the click to that conversion in yeah in those in those places. Um, we hope that uh, we hope that the streaming services will open up for much more uh, data sharing in the future, where you'll be able to see, well, how many of those uh, 900 uh, consumers that I send over to Spotify did actually, you know, click, uh, play the song, skip the song, uh, add it to a library, add it to a playlist. Um, yeah. We would, we would obviously love to have that kind of data, and, and those partnerships is what we are. Like for us, that's the holy grail, because we want to be able to track all the way to, to the end uh, in all the DSPs that we, that we are integrated with. And, and sure. some some agree to that, and some don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Is there any any data that you currently share or will share in the future that is aggregate data? So, for example, I could take a look at my whatever uh, release, and I could compare it to some benchmarks and say, well, typically in the rock field, you know, people will go to this DSP and. You know, this is kind of where the traffic goes and what the age group is and maybe what the platform is and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Is there, do you think there would ever be kind of a data source within Linkfire where I can go in and go, look, we're overperforming in this area, we're underperforming in, in that area? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, one of the things that we, we talk about is how do we make data into intelligence? Um, and the only way we can do that is when you look at something, you'd be like, oh, this, this seems to be going well. But again, if you're not benchmarking it up against something, then how do you know that it's going well? And, and so, yeah, it's definitely something that we are trying to build into the platform is, is a way to like click a button and say, how do I, how did this campaign benchmark against my, my historical campaigns? Uh, because obviously when you have it, when you have, when you're working with Linkford, you are the proprietary owner of your data, so that means that I couldn't go and say, "Hey, hi, how does my campaign benchmark up against Jay's campaign?" Right. Because you know that's that's part of the reason why you you basically pay Link for uh, money to to use the, the system is is that um, we slice a feed that is uh, customized to you. Basically, it's not that we couldn't benchmark up against others but but legally we have chosen the path of saying it's your data sure and if you want to share your data then we are fine with it but it, it needs to happen under your your kind of consent and um, 
And I think that's an important point also uh, for uh, when we are talking about, about data and understanding data. Uh, at least make sure that you own your own data because if you don't, then you risk that it's some, one day it's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I think that Linkfire is such a great tool. I, I tell everybody I, I talk to uh, to try it out. Um, there's so much great insights uh, that you can learn from it. Plus, it just makes everything so clean, having that one custom URL that you can post everywhere and, and the landing pages. You don't, you know, you give your customer what they want. They can just pick from that menu, choose what they want. Tell people where they can find you and learn more about Linkfire, Yepay. Yeah, uh, I mean, we don't have a huge like uh, online presence in terms of we don't do any a lot of blogging or anything like that. But we, you can always go to our website, linkfire.com, and, and click the Get Started button, and then you will go through a screening process with us. And the more the more information you fill out. Uh, the better the chances are that we will get back to you with like it will be a human contact. That's that's what we do. We don't uh, necessarily believe in in making everything automated in the in the sign up process. We want to get to know people before we kind of let them in. Um, so yeah, I mean, people usually go through our website. Um, you can follow a link if you see an lnk.to link in the market. You can go and click on that, and you yeah. will end up on our landing page. Or our website, and and there's a the whole get started uh, button, and then you awesome. will get in touch with uh, with uh, Dita, nice girl from my team, and she mm -hmm. will take a look at, at you for the first time, and then and then she will kind of figure out where you you kind of belong. She's um, helped me out many many times. So uh, thank yeah. you, thank you for that. Thank you for joining the uh, Music Biz Weekly podcast, sponsored by Hypebot, by the way. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And well, thanks, thank you, thanks again for joining us, and uh, we'll continue uh, continued success. Thank you very much, and uh, we appreciate you uh, and all the nice uh, nice words you you always give us. So uh, yeah, thank awesome. you for that, and Merry Christmas. All right, Yepay. Take care. Thank you. Thanks again.